0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Welcome, gather round the fireside and listen to a tale of Fionn McCool, Coo Cullen, Dear, draw the sorrows, grow, your wail. From giants right down to fairies, of the drooping and solitary, and also, I sometimes scary. Anything goes by the fireside. Yeah. Fireside, the book of fireside, the Merrill fireside. Kings and queens, fat and heroes, don't you run from the fun, there's no need to hide. Sit by the fireside. Mm. Fireside. Hello and welcome to Fireside, the Irish storytelling podcast. Each episode of Fireside, we take a story from folklore or mythology, retell it, have a chat about the tale itself and about the craft, the culture and the history of storytelling. My name is Kevin C. Olihan. I'm your host and your Fireside Bard. Welcome to episode 224 of Fireside. Today on the Irish Storytelling Podcast, we have a ghost story as we have entered the spooky season of Halloween, the best time of the year for folklore. This is the story of the ghost of Grace Connor. But first, a very big welcome to you. It's a pleasure to be recording this October. Um, This is going to be the first of four episodes I'm going to release this week. We have missed quite a few weeks this year on Fireside, as regular listeners will well know, um, which has not at all been intentional, um, but I've spoken a good bit over the past six or seven months about a lot of uh, personal and professional um, struggles that I've been having, uh, which I won't go into too many details about, um, but I'm thankfully coming out of them now, um, and I'm feeling... Cleaner and healthier and more focused and reinvigorated. And I am determined to catch back up and get to 250 episodes by the fifth anniversary of Fireside, which will be at the end of this year. So, with that in mind, there is going to be two or three episodes of Fireside out every week for the rest of the year, which I'm very excited for. I've written the next four episodes, which I'm hoping it all. Get released this week um, to make up for all of you, and thank you so much for your patience. Those who have been loyally listening, and um, uh, thank you for the messages as well that some people have sent me um, when episodes have been released. So thank you so much; uh, they are very much appreciated. I do read every single one, and hope to get reply to every single one as well. If this is your first time listening to Fireside, of course this will mean nothing to you, but you are very welcome, and thank you for listening. Um, with that in mind, we will get right down to the story, because it has been too long. Um, so this is a tale, as most of the tales for in the next month and for the rest of the year, or leading up to Halloween, certainly, will be all tales of the things that go bump in the night, tales of ghosts and goblins, and all tales so far, mostly, that have come from the original gospel of this podcast, which is the Fairy and Folk Tales of Ireland, by compiled by W.B. Yeats, Um, I found some wonderful ghost stories that we have not covered yet, Uh, this being the first of them, um, which will give a little bit of a background into specifically the Irish belief in ghosts, as ghosts can often be misunderstood and misinterpreted. But we will talk more about it afterwards, of course. But let's get right down to the ghost of Grace Connor on Fireside. Mm -hmm. THE GHOST OF GRACE CONNOR Ghosts are, of course, the spirits of the dead. But they are not necessarily evil or malevolent. In the Irish language, ghosts are commonly known as Pukki, or simply a Puka. However, the Puka is actually a shape-shifting fairy and not the spirit of a departed soul. The traditional terms for a ghost are tevshi or tash. These spirits live in a space between life and death. Typically ghosts are the souls who have unfinished business in the mortal plane. There is some deed that the dead have unfulfilled. As such, these tevshi will move furniture and make noise in order to attract as much attention as possible. For no ghost wants to remain a ghost. They want to move on to the next life or simply to finally rest, to be at peace. It is the souls of those who die suddenly that are most at risk of becoming ghosts and the life of a ghost, if it can so be called, is also dangerous. They could be taken by the fairies. Some folk have claimed to have seen a fairy wrath full of the captured souls of the village departed. These souls are considered lost. And a worse fate awaits too. If a ghost is not taken by the fairies, they could be taken by evil spirits. And so it is paramount for a ghost to fulfill their unfinished business as soon as humanly possible, or spiritually possible. Sometimes a ghost can take the form of an animal. When the peasantry of Old Ireland was disposing of water at the end of a night, they were told to take care, in case they threw the dirty broth onto a passing spirit who would subsequently haunt them. One story tells of a family who threw boiling water out their window before retiring for the night. They next heard the sound of a scream outside. They looked for the source, but could find nothing. But the next night, a black lamb crawled into their house with a scalded, burned back. It moaned and cried and died on the floor. The family buried the lamb deep in the ground, but the next night the lamb crawled back into the house. It was only when the family called for the priest to perform an exorcism that the black lamb ceased to appear. The spirit had been laid to rest, and the curious family, in a macabre move, dug up the corpse of the lamb, only to find no body there. Some say the ghosts are the spirits of those who are too bad for heaven and too good for hell. But our story today concerns Grace Connor. Grace lived with her husband Thaddee and three children on the borders of a large turf bog. Even on the brightest of summer days the cabin of Grace Connor was a dreary place. Thady Connor worked in the fields and footed turf in the bogs, but Grace herself worked too as a peddler. Every morning she would take two large woven baskets full of cloth, clothing and other wares to the houses all over her local village. In those days village folk would rarely venture into even the nearest large town. And relied on peddlers like Grace Connor to do so on their behalf. Grace Connor was welcomed in every house who would clear a table for her to display her goods. She was considered an honest and trustworthy woman, and so many people would give her money to visit the large towns to buy coats and equipment that they themselves could not or dared not source. At the end of a transaction, Grace would also be given treats or gifts for her children. Cakes, bread, or small toys. Every evening when the exhausted woman would return home, her children would clamber around her and raid her baskets to see what they had been given. But of course, this is a ghost story. And so, someone has to die. And the exhaustion and exposure of these long daily journeys on foot took their toll on poor Grace Connor. And one dark, stormy night, she returned home after trudging through the muck and the rain. Grace felt she had a cold, then a cough, and before the end of the night, poor Grace Connor had died. The night after her funeral, the bereaved widower, Thady Connor, was readying for bed. It would be a long time before he could get comfortable sleeping in the bed on his own, without his beloved grace. And what of the children? Thaddy would still have to work. Who would care for them? As Thaddy uneasily climbed into his bed, he looked over the final dying embers of the fireplace. And there, beside the glow was grace thady was sure it was the grief playing tricks on his mind and held the covers over his face in fear when he finally dared to look again the fire had died and grace was gone the following night thady took their infant daughter out of her crib and into the bed with him he was becoming paranoid later that night Thaddy Connor opened his eyes and Grace was hovering above him, reaching her hand out toward the infant. Grace, he cried, my love, why have you returned? What do you want with me? The spirit spoke. I want nothing from you, Thaddy, except to wrap that child up and put her back in her crib. Grace spoke with pain and anger. And then she went on. You are afraid of me, Thaddee, and so you are keeping me from my rest. But my sister Rose will not be. Tell her to meet me by the old wallsteads at midnight tomorrow. No, Grace, speak to me, Thaddee cried. But the spirit had left. Thaddy Connor honored his dead wife's wishes and went to her sister Rose, who lived in the next village with her mother. Rose, he began, I don't expect you to believe me, but I have a message from Grace. She asked for you to meet her tonight. Rose understandably looked confused. Thady went on, she won't talk to me anymore and said you would not be afraid of her. She said to meet her by the old Wallsteads at midnight. The Wallsteads? asked Rose. The old Wallsteads was an old abandoned cottage, its thatched roof eroded, but whose stone structure still stood. Grace and Rose had played there as children. It was the request of this meeting place, which only Rose and Grace would have remembered that made the girl believe Thady's tale. That night, Rose dutifully arrived at the ruin of the old cottage. The night was dark but clear, and the moon illuminated the sky. Rose looked around, attempting to calm her breath and nerves. She must be brave for grace. She must not scare the spirit. Usually, it's the other way around. When midnight came, Grace Connor appeared before her sister. Rose couldn't help but smile through the fear. I never thought I'd see you again. But a ghost is not sentimental. A ghost has a job to do. Rose, dear, said Grace, my mind is uneasy. There are two red shawls in my basket at home. Matty Hunter and Jane Taggart both gave me money for them, and I never got the chance to deliver them. I bought those shawls with their money, and it will be eight days tomorrow since I did. And old Mosey McCorkle gave me the money for a coat. "'He'll need that coat to survive the winter. "'It's underneath the red shawls. "'See to it that they get them, "'and then I can finally go to my rest.' "'Grace, wait!' cried Rose in disbelief. "'Talk to me. "'What about Thaddee or your children? "'What of the next life? "'Wait a minute more!' But it was no use. The spirit had faded from view, and Rose was once again standing alone in the dark by the old wallsteads. She could not stop her sister's spirit from hastening to her rest. Yes, it seemed that the spirit of Grace Connor was not worried for her husband or her children. Perhaps she knew that they would be well taken care of. Perhaps she could not bear to make this request of Thady, but in life, Grace Connor was an honest and trustworthy woman. She had been given money for a transaction, and honor that transaction she would, even from the intermediary world. Yes, Grace Connor was honest in life, and to rest easy, she had to be honest in death. A legend of Tyrone. Crouched round a bare hearth in hard, frosty weather, three lonely, helpless wains cling close together. Tangled those gold locks, once bonny and bright. There's no one to fondle the baby tonight. My mammy, I want. Oh, my mammy, I want. The big tears stream down with the low wailing chant. Sweet Eily's slight arms enfold the gold head. Poor weenie Wiley, sure mammy is dead. And daddy is crazy from drinking all day. Come down holy angels and take us away. Eily and Eddie keep kissing and crying. Outside the weird winds are sobbing and sighing. All in a moment the children are still, only a quick coo of gladness from Will. The shielding no longer seems empty or bare, for clothed in soft raiment, the mother stands there. They gather around her, they cling to her dress. She rains down soft kisses for each shy caress. Her light loving touches smooth out tangled locks and press to her bosom the baby she rocks. He lies in his cot, there's a fire on the hearth, to Eily and Eddie, tis heaven on earth. For mother's deft fingers have been everywhere, she lulls them to rest in the low shugon chair. They gaze open-eyed and the eyes gently close as petals fold into the heart of a rose. But hope soon again in all love but no fear, and fondly they murmur, Our mammy is here. She lays them down softly. She wraps them around. They lie in sweet slumbers. She starts at a sound. The cock loudly crows, and the spirits away The drunkard steals in at the dawning of day. Again and again, between the dark and the dawn, glides in the dead mother to nurse Willie Bond. Or is it an angel who sits by the hearth? An angel in heaven. A mother on earth. The End I Know That Face is a movie podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network, hosted by me, Stephen Porzio. And me, Andrew Carroll. Our show is all about character actors, the type of performers you'll see pop up in supporting roles in blockbusters, the type of people you know the faces, but not the names. Each episode, we pick one particular character actor and discuss a couple of their movies, shining a light on the performer's career while giving listeners plenty of movie recommendations. So the show is a must for cinema lovers. Subscribe to I Know That Face wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at I Know That Face P1. And that is the tale of the ghost of Grace Connor on Fireside. And I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, and of course, we had a poem called The Legend, A Legend of Tyrone by Ellen O'Leary at the end of that, uh, which we'll talk about in a moment. But for the story first, yes, it was lovely uh, getting to give a little bit of a background onto the lore around ghosts themselves, you know, because ghosts are really one of those very mysterious and misinterpreted creatures of the beyond. Um, There is a tendency, you know, to think that they are automatically malevolent and scary, that they uh, want to do us no good. Um, And it is very interesting, some of these things. My favorite, I think, detail is that those who die suddenly um, are ones that are most likely to become ghosts because they are the most likely to have unfinished business and obviously Grace Connor is one of these such spirits she is uh, someone who lived a hard and honest life um as a traveling peddler there is a there is a wonderful image um in this edition of Fairy and Folk Tales of Ireland one of my several editions of the same book but my favorite one um, which was given to me as a gift for my birthday last year And it is full of illustrations for some of the stories. And there is a wonderful illustration that I will try to find online and share in the show bio below um, of Grace Connor. And she's wrapped up in these shawls and she's walking barefoot with these two large woven baskets. And it's the image of the bare feet that really sticks with me because of these hard, long journeys in the elements that this poor woman had to endure and how easily she would have caught a cold or infection, that it is no wonder that she came home and died several hours later in the inhospitable terrain that Ireland could have been at that time. And so, because of her sudden death, she becomes a ghost. But the twist in the story, and it's a very unusual but justifiable twist, is that Grace has these three children, these three young children, and this husband who, by all accounts, she loves. We don't get huge amount into the actual marriage of Thady and Grace. Um, she appears to Thady first uh, in the home, and we do know that she has care for the children because the second time she appears to Thady, she asks him to put the baby back in the crib. So she is thinking of the children. But she will not speak to her husband because he is making her, if she is capable of feeling at this time, he is making her feel like a ghost. And she does not want that, so she asks for her sister Rose to meet her in this very gothic location of the wall, these old wallsteads, this abandoned home. Um, and certainly if you get a chance, look up images of old wallsteads uh, because they are So wonderfully spooky, just the idea of these stone structures that would have had thatched or wooden roofs. So they are like perfectly standing, just like open aired. And this is where Rose and Grace meet. And the twist is, of course, that the request Rose had, it isn't to reveal the identity of a murderer or something that Thaddeus has done or anything to do with her children anymore it is simply the fact that she was this trustworthy woman who was given money by people to go into town to fetch them things that they needed and she had bought these two red shawls and these this coat for three locals and they had given her the money and you can only assume that this is in general a very poor area that all of these people are quite poor and because richer people most likely would have been living closer to the town or would have had more access to the town, but that if these are very rural, regional people who do not have the same access to big shops as much as they would have been at this time, um, that they have given well-earned and uh, not too plentiful amounts of money to Grace to buy them essential goods, uh, such as things to wrap them up for the harsh winters, and Grace had purchased these with their own money and had died before she could um, give them back. So these people out there have given away hard-earned money and not received what what they should have. And it is very interesting that this has been what has kept the ghost of Grace Connor from her rest. It was the idea of the injustice of that, which seems so simple, but when she is described so much as an honest and trustworthy person, Um, and by all accounts she must not be worried for her children that they will have a good life, that they will be able to survive without her because they do still have their father uh, as much as he has to work. But it is this idea that the spirit cannot rest until the transaction has been completed that is particularly curious and very interesting. But I do like it for that. I like its, its specificity that there is no necessary drama it is more just like a slight rug pull that it is just a surprising turn at the end and um, and with that in mind the following piece then because this tale itself I managed to flesh it out quite a bit and um, a lot of these ghost stories are quite short and um, but without feeling like I was giving unnecessary padding I managed to flesh this story out a, b- a bit because I liked it so much and wanted to do an episode on it. But how these uh, these fairy and folktale books are structured is they're mostly stories, but there are a number of poems as well, poems of of similar-themed folklore. And this was this, A Legend of Tyrone. Um, I believe the Grace Connor story is a Donegal story, uh, but not far away in the county of Tyrone, we have this this Legend of Tyrone by... Ellen O'Leary, which is also a story about a mother who has died and is visiting the souls of or the, the, her three children. She is the soul. Uh, it just it tied in so nicely with the Grace Connor story. I wanted to read it as it was. Um, it's a gorgeous and very gothic and haunting image of these th- three children calling for their dead mother at night and the mother appearing to them every night to rock the baby to sleep and the idea of is it their imaginations is it a ghost is it an angel who knows uh, and it was a nice little uh, partner partners poem to do with the story of grace connor But of course, as always, let me know what you think of all of this. Um, As I said, yes, this will be one of four episodes that will be released over this week. Um, And we're going to catch right back up. Uh, October will really be where I do most of the catching up because it is such a great time for storytelling um, and for folklore. And it's a nice excuse to celebrate uh, all the more as we lead up to our Halloween. We'll still do our typical Halloween episode at the end of this month. And then we'll dive into some more Christmas fair and more mythology as we lead up to the end of, of Fireside's fourth year and enter into the fifth year. Um, the next, So the next couple of stories we're going to have, uh, the next one will be a story called The Radiant Boy, which will be another ghost tale uh, that actually has a bit of a historical context to it. Uh, then we will also have a tale of the Avertok, who is the Celtic vampire. Uh, uh, he is a strong. Con- is, There's is a strong theory that the Avertok was one of the main influences for Bram Stoker's Dracula. So it'll be fun to explore. And then we'll have another tale of a changeling as well, but one with more of a twist uh, on the typical changeling fare of uh, the fairies kidnapping or stealing human babies. Uh, so there's lots of very creepy and spooky and wonderful things coming up and thank you for your patience and I'm so, so happy to be recording these again and getting back into the swing of Fireside. Uh, I'm going to be making an appearance on uh, the national broadcaster at the end of this month uh, on on 2 fm I'm delighted to have been asked back in uh, this time to talk about Rathcrowan and Aunagat, the, the cave of cats, the entrance to the other world in Roscommon. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, so lots ahead. Uh, I didn't do the call out at the beginning, but if you enjoy the podcast, please do tell your friends, spread the good name, uh, share this on your story. You can follow me over on Instagram at Fireside Bard or email me at firesidebard at gmail.com. Uh, you can buy my book, Garden Sea, A Neomyth of Home, uh, which is nearly celebrating its second anniversary, uh, which is great. Uh, as i continue to write and finish off the second the follow-up to garden C, which will be quite different um but i don't care what it is once it's done uh and of course you can join headstuff plus at headstuffpodcast.com where for as little as five euro a month you can or you can pay more if you want you can gain bonus content for not just fireside but for all of the podcasts on the headstuff podcast network uh, but those are all up to you all the links are in the description below uh, next week i will see you again for the story of the radiant boy uh, but until then i'll see you all you'll hear me all and remember wherever you are and wherever you go you can always join me by the fireside this show is part of the headstuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with headstuff and the podcast studios dublin find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com